Hello, everybody, and welcome to Same Team, an LGBTQ sports podcast. I am your host, Daniel Trainer. Oh boy, today's episode, uh, dare we say, a, a very special episode of the podcast. I think we are going to deem it. If you listen to the podcast regularly or semi-regularly, first of all, thank you. But uh, secondly, you also know that usually this is a space for athletes, journalists, other prominent figures to talk about their lives, talk about their stories, their journeys, look toward the future, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But today... We're switching things up because we have maybe the most esteemed guest in same team history. That's right. We are chatting with my mother. Diane Trainer is on same team and you are not allowed to talk yet. So don't think you are, but thank you for being here. I wanted to do something new and switch things up and, and, and sort of talk to my mom about what it has been like raising me, <laughs> raising me. Uh, the journey that it has probably been for her uh, and the journey it's been for me. So without any further ado, let's welcome her in. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome into same team, my mom, Diane Trainer. Hello, Diane. Hello, Daniel. How it's are you? It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> you always, you complain so much that I don't talk about you enough on the podcast, which is uh, insane. But, well, this is very true. There are many moments you have had opportunities to bring in a little insight into me and how I've affected your life. And those moments have all just been lost. But here <laughs> we are today to talk about it. I talk about you more than I talk about myself on this podcast, <laughs> I think you could argue. But um, anyway, you're here now and that's all that matters. Where, set the scene for us. Where are you right now? What are you looking at? What are you doing? I am in my kitchen in Orange County, California. Um, I'm actually staring at a bottle of wine that I bought especially for this occasion tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah, you uh, drinking wine. That sounds like a really special occasion. <laughs> um, thank you, Daniel. But I decided I would uh, get something special, and I picked it because of the name, and now it actually doesn't really seem to make much sense now that I look at it. But it said um, the, the name of the wine, I've never had this before, is True Myth. I liked the true part. I was, now I'm not quite <laughs> sure about the myth. <laughs> but, okay. Um, so I think, you know, let's go with the true part. And here, I'll open it right now. It's a twist off. Maybe you can hear that. Oh, version. wow. Real classy. Yeah. Nothing but the best for this podcast. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, uh, all right. While you're pouring yourself a glass of what I can only imagine is a buttery Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> uh, I, tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. If people listen to this show on a on a regular basis, uh, you wouldn't believe this, but I do think I talk about you sometimes about where you grew up and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, tell tell the listeners where you grew up and, and and what young Diane was like back in the what nineteen. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I grew up in a very small town in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, by the name of Norway, Michigan. I lived on Norway Street in Norway, Michigan, and I went to Norway High School. Wow, really creative up there. Yeah, so that was very easy for me to, you know, learn how to spell my name, address, and street, I guess. But um, you, you, you learned how to spell your name because you lived in Norway? <laughs> I guess that's not part of it. <laughs> but there, right now, in fact, it, it's funny that you said something about Nora because I I used that new thing that's called Google where you can find out all the answers you want about everything and um, Norway currently has 2,700 people living in it. Wow, I thought you were going to say 27 inches of snow. No, 2,700 residents. Is that a population but, boom? No, it's, it was, it's gone down. When I lived there, it was 3,300. Oh, so when you left, there was just a mass exodus. Yeah, mass exodus. Yeah, everybody left. Um, well, you can imagine. So real small town. Um, I lived a half a block from my grandparents. Uh, I worked several jobs when I was up there. I worked in a bowling alley. During the day, I was the waitress, and at night, I was the hostess. Okay, uh, sports coming in early. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bowling uh, alley there. So, yeah, that was good. That was real sports-minded. Mm -hmm. um, 
I ran track in high school, played basketball in high school. I know what you're waiting to say. Say it. Oh, yes. Prom queen. Prom queen. Congratulations. <laughs> How many people were in your class? 104 is one of the largest classes ever. And how many of them were girls? Yeah, I'm going to say it was probably about 50-50, but okay, so well, my odds were really good. Somebody somebody had to win. Um, this is true. <laughs> no, congratulations. I think that's very that's very exciting. So then you so I mean Norway is is a very sort of small close-knit some would say remote town in the upper peninsula mm -hmm. where it's cold most of the time. And then, uh, you, you went to college, you, you made the trek down to the lower peninsula. Where'd you go to college? Yep. Central Michigan university, the mighty Chippewas. <laughs> Does anyone call them the mighty Chippewas? I do. Okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, so you get down there and then how, when you're in college, when do you start thinking about, wanting to have a family when do i come into your brain um yeah that's an interesting question i guess i um did not i didn't really you know some people always say they had their life planned out how they want it to go and how many kids they want and dream about their weddings and that was never the case with me i just kind of let my life lead me where it led me and um i graduated from school and i ended up in Chelsea, Michigan, uh, I what studied. Did you, what did you major in in school? Interior design, mm -hmm. home economics at that time. <laughs> but, oh wow! Um, yeah, that was my major, and so I moved to Chelsea and lived with my aunt, who lived in that town for quite a while, and uh, did interior design at a large furniture store there. And I stayed there for nine years, <laughs> and during that time is when I met your father and that was a fluke that I met him because we met <laughs> we met through a mutual friend that we all went to Central together but never met each other we he was one of my good friends up there was his good friend and we never met and so I met him and you know it just was sparks right away and we went on a date okay, the next day settle and down this is a family podcast <laughs> So, you know, it just took its path. I yeah. wasn't looking. I wasn't looking to find anybody. I wasn't, you know, anxious to get married or anxious to have kids at that point. But um, certainly after I got married, I was excited to start thinking about a family. And then you came along. Yeah. So in May 1988, well, I guess we should we should go back. So May 5, 4, my math isn't great. So August of 87, what was going on? August of 87. Am I supposed to know what was going uh, Oh. Yeah, I was conceived. I don't know where or when that happened. Well, it was August of 87. Um, I guess it's you guys were really, really enjoying yourselves, huh? It's probably really hot, and I have allergies usually in August. So, that... <laughs> so you're staying inside a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it all adds up. So May 88, you were, I can only assume, hoping. I, wait, I don't even know if I know the answer to this question. Did you know my sex when I was born? Yes. No, I'm sorry. What did I say yes for? No. <laughs> Nobody knows. And um, I don't know. I, I was really glad not to know, it, you know, not to get too technical here, but uh, it's the only thing that got me through was wanting to know because a few hours many hours in i said i just want to go home i'm done with this you want but, to go home what through it, during was, childbirth yeah i was tired and it was, it was very painful and so i the, you know not knowing is what kind of got me through and and wanting to know if you were a boy or a girl and you were disappointed no not at all not at all and it again i didn't have a strong feeling one way or the other that i'd be so disappointed if i didn't have a girl or i had to have a boy it was you know, whatever I'm blessed with that's healthy, hopefully, and happy, and, and we had you, and it was wonderful. <laughs> you had me, and I've turned into, I don't know, maybe one of those things. <laughs> You're everything I could have ever dreamed of. Thank you so much. That's very nice. So, you know, as I'm growing up, we moved around sort of quite a bit. Can, can you, I, I, I'm interested to see if you can remember when we moved. No, I'm so bad with years. But... No, but no, I don't know years because I, I can do it easily because I remember what grade I was in school. Yeah. 
but I'm wondering. I, I want to. I want to go down this path and see if you can remember when did we when did we move away from Michigan? What grade? You were in. So we moved from Michigan to Illinois, correct? Correct. <laughs> yeah, um, not that much. And shoot. What grade was I going into? I think you were going into first. That is wrong. I was going into second grade. Second. My first oh. my first grade teacher, Mrs. Ray at Novi Woods, would be very oh. upset with you. Yeah, I was gonna say second. I'm so bad. So then we uh, moved, so then we moved from uh mm-hmm. suburban Chicago to Orange County. Yeah. And I was going into what grade? Fifth. That is correct. Yay! <laughs> um so then we stayed there until when? This is a tricky question because it was in the middle of a school year. Until the middle of your freshman year. Yeah, that, well, I guess that is a little easy. Yes, middle of freshman year, we moved back to Naperville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I and... said I would never move my children in high school. Okay, well. Halfway thanks. through the first year. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so then finished there, and then you guys moved to, back to Orange County after I graduated high school you found out i was going to college back in michigan you said all right we are moving as far away as how far away can we get Uh yeah was that was that difficult for you me being in me being in east lansing and then um uh you guys being back in california yeah it was very difficult um a couple of reasons we had to pay out of state tuition okay cool i'm (laughs) glad that's number one (laughs) when we grew up in michigan our whole lives but no, it was really hard. Was it to difficult? Drop. Yeah. Oh, the money. <laughs> no, but it was really difficult to, you know, drop you off at your dorm and, you know, get back in that, I think it was a van, for whatever reason I remember this van, and get back in and think, you know, we're going to get on a plane and go back and leave you all the way on the other side of the country. It was really hard. I cried probably all the way from your dorm to the airport. And then every day after but do you do you remember i i remember texting you pretty soon because i wasn't supposed to come home until christmas which was a pretty long time i mean that's like four months which doesn't right. seem which now doesn't seem that long at all but yeah. when you've never really, then, when yeah. you've never really lived away from home and my freshman year i had you know i basically knew nobody in east lansing i was like oh my god four months so do you remember i texted i came home for thanksgiving my freshman yes year. i remember that and i think i think that was when we decided that we will never do that again because it was such a short time and such a difficult travel time um you know that just didn't i mean obviously it was worth seeing you but it just you know you <laughs> yeah, didn't get that much like time off but you didn't get like a week off you came on a you know, late on what Thanksgiving or that maybe late the night before Thanksgiving and then left Sunday, you know, right. it was, it was and a very came short... back like two weeks later. Yeah. And I think then, yeah, exactly. And then I think you started spending Thanksgiving at your aunt and uncle's in Novi for that very reason. I did. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing when you're like an out of state kid in college because you don't really know what to do for the, and thank God, I don't know what you would have done if I didn't have family there. Right. Well, I would have just like stayed in, I mean, I would have just stayed in my dorm and just like some kids do that. I would imagine so. I mean, all, yeah. I mean, there were, I mean, I knew, I mean, there were people, you know, obviously at these big universities, there's people from all around the country. I knew a lot of people who were from, everywhere if you're like from out of state and you don't have family near where you are like i i think you just stay and just have a very sad thanksgiving yeah it's a very you know expensive time to fly and it's such a short time like i said money really family play here no but i just don't think every family could afford to do that and then like you said turn around two weeks later and you're coming home again so of course Um, but we loved having you that first year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really sounds memorable. So, so let's go back in the archives here a little bit. I, I'm interested in. Uh, I, I mean, I, I want to hear about what you think of me as a kid and who I was growing up and the sort of ebbs and flows of my 
personality and 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 oh, all geez, of that. You're trying to make me cry. No, <laughs> I'm trying to make you say, "Wow, what a cool kid you were." <laughs> well, this is true. Um, you I mean, cry, were... please cry, please cry, please cry. <laughs> you were always such a great kid, and oh, look out! Here they come. Um, huh? I was, uh, well, <laughs> Look out, emotional. here they come. Already. Here come the tears already. She's I'm crying. getting emotional. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> but what I've always said about you is you were not, you were never a rule breaker. To who? Never. Who are you talking about? Well, my friends, or if I would tell a story, and the, the story I'm thinking of that comes to my mind is when we were in Whistler, Canada, and the Red Wings, not just the Red Wings, all the um, All-Stars happened to pull up to the hotel that we we're walking by, if you remember that, all the... Um, I, I, I do, yes, I do. Was it the All-Stars? Uh, I don't know. No, the Olympics, right? Oh, maybe, yeah. I well, actually, and, don't, I actually don't know. All, they, somebody had put like a, one of those ropes up to keep people away, and some people were going around it and whatever, and you stood by that rope and would not cross it. And I leaned down and I said, this is the one time, just go, <laughs> break the rule. And, you know, you did it, but that's who you were. You were that kid that followed the rules and, you were, you know, every parent-teacher conference, we could, you know, I felt like I was getting all A's for myself every time I went because they couldn't say enough good things about you. Um, you're creative and talented and funny and... Keep going. Let's see, what else? Tall. <laughs> and you had big feet. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Yes, you're smart. You're tall. You're still tall. You're still smart. You're still smart. Wow, thank you. Yeah, you said tall before smart. That's really, (laughs) sort of really sums it all up. Well, you were always one of the tallest kids and everything in um, sports. And I remember when you walked onto campus at, I guess it would have been Niqua, when you were coming back in um, to Naperville, that all I could think was, oh, my God, the football coaches are going, to be going who's this kid and they did you were big and tall and you know, yeah i remember football, a fo- i remember football, football coach's dream i remember football coach came to me like i think freshman year i was like what are you doing i was like mm, i'm more into the plays yeah theater um, which i loved i loved all of that okay you're jumping ahead so um so as I'm as I'm maturing and as I'm growing up, when, at what point in your life are you are you thinking to yourself, oh, I think there might be something a little bit off here? Well, first of all, I never thought anything was off, um, but I did notice perhaps that you had an interest in um, boys. <laughs> but when? Well. It was, I think you were eight is when I started noticing it. <laughs> you, knew what? Before, you knew before me. When did you know? Well, no. I mean, I, uh, no, I'm sure that that's probably true, but I, I... You probably should have had this conversation before we got on the podcast. I think we... Have we not? I don't know about when you knew, but... Um, oh, well, that's... I don't know. That's a, com- that's a complicated yeah. thing So I would say... For me, I started noticing around eight. Now you're my first son. Maybe that is true. Other boys do this. I don't know. <laughs> do what? But, Wait, do what? Well, the one thing that I noticed was that well, obviously you love wrestling, and you always have. <laughs> and um, but I would find. Are you? I hope you're okay with whatever I say on your podcast. Yes, you told but, you um, told me this before. It's fine. I would find wrestling magazines, which you were fond of, but they were always open to, you know, the most skintily clad wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like under your mattress or hidden in ways that, if not like it was just out, mom, I just read this. It was hidden. And so I would find those things and um, just, you know, just made me wonder. I wasn't sure. It was never... I wouldn't say you had outwardly characteristics that were, you know, effeminate or anything, to, you know, like that. You still don't. You're you're not an effeminate. I hope that's not offensive. No, it's know. not. No, it's not offensive. Okay. Um, 
but I remember telling your dad, I probably didn't tell him for a while, but I think maybe around 10 or 12, I started preparing dad for the fact that I thought you were gay. And what is that? What is that? I just would say to him, I, I hope you know, there's a strong possibility Daniel might be gay. Just, just letting you know. And that's when, (laughs) and that's, and that's when unfortunately he kicked me out. No, it's not, but all right. I just, you know, I would say that and it would drop. We never talked about it. We never really, you know, was not a, he didn't say anything to me like, oh, hell no. You know, <laughs> well, what is he saying? Like, He's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just how I would say it. I didn't say it a lot, but I said it a few times. And, um, you know, so I was preparing him for whatever was to come. Yeah. So then as I get older, how does that sort of evolve in your mind? I mean, did it, did it ever get to a point where you were like, okay, this is definitely true and I just need to sort of... No, no, I don't think so. I was always questioning it. it, even to the point when we moved out here, when you, I guess you would have been... When I went to college? Yeah, when you were at college. So I was like 18. Maybe even after college, because I remember... Uh, specifically sitting down with um, someone who was gay that was older. He's probably at that time, maybe in his thirties and having a, um, he is a mortgage person. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Sounds really fun. And um, so I just, I wanted to have a conversation with him. Like, you know, if if you are gay, are you poor person? No, he he actually welcomed it and thought it was good that I was asking the questions I was asking because what I was concerned about is two things. I was concerned if you are gay and should I ask you and, right. you know, is, is that my role? Am I supposed to say you can share that with me or, you know, tell me or whatever? But if you're not <laughs> and I'm wrong then what is that outcome? You know, that was a little um, concerning to me that if if I'm wrong and you're not gay, then how how do you take that comment that I make for the rest of your life? So what what did the mortgage broker say? He pretty much said to leave, let you have the time you need and that you will, you know, tell us when you're ready. Wow, maybe I have I have a lot. Do you have this man's number? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the right thing to do, or should I have asked? No, you? I think so. Yeah, I I mean, I yeah, I think that that's the right way to go about it. I, I mean, think you waited an awfully long time. I mean, I, did. I do re- I do remember getting to the point where I'm like, okay, any time now. And I don't know if you remember this, but you gave me the book. Um, yes, you've we've uh, talked about uh, this. The uh, what's Andy, his name? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen's book, and in the book, he's living with someone. He wants to tell him that he's gay, and he lines these shots up on a bar, on a in a booth in a bar, and they start taking the shots. And I forget how the scenario goes if they have to like tell the truth or something every time they take a shot or whatever. But I was to that point where I was going to take you to a bar and line shots up. No, really. And I thought, well, he'll get it. When I do that, he'll get what I'm doing with these shots, and then he'll tell me. I would not have gotten it. I'd be like, wow, she, something has gone wrong in her but life. But you read the book because you gave it to I've me. I've never read that book. I bought that book for you. Oh, so maybe I misinterpreted that. I thought you knew what was in there and that you that thought I bought thing. you thought I bought you that book in hopes that you would line up shots on No, a bar. I thought that you had read it and oh. then you gave it to me as just kind of another like nudge, like <laughs> No. Just... I was never trying to nudge. Okay. But I do remember do you remember when we we yes. th- this is this is very uh bougie and pretentious, but we met Andy once. Do you remember this? At uh, the Emmys one year. Yeah. And I remember, and I think, I think this is, was this before, I think, was this right after? I think it was, right? I think it was after. And I think you to- you told him, didn't you? 
I, I don't remember this, unfortunately. I don't remember. I think you told him that, like, you're, oh, your book meant so much to me. Like, whatever. Here's my gay son. And I was like, hi. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. It certainly does. Um, well, interesting. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so glad that Andy Cohen, I mean, Andy Cohen has been so instrumental in so many great moments in my life. I really do appreciate the fact that he was instrumental in one that was so important to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to talk about when you actually did tell me? Um, well, or should I say I told you? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the story because it's not too far away from really what you were just talking about. True. I mean, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned on certainly on my part, but it just, you know, tell the story. I would like to hear it from your perspective. Well, we had gone out and we were in Santa Monica. We had a lovely night out going to a couple of different places there. And we were walking. I wish I knew. Ex I know. I'll, I know it when I see it. I just don't remember the street. And I thought I'd always remember the number of that little house that was there. Um but we were standing in front of it and you stopped me and you said, I have something I want to tell you. And I thought, oh, here it is. And then he's, you said to me, you know what it is. And I was like, this is that question that I had with my friend. Oh, your, fr oh, your friend, the mortgage broker, whose name mortgage guy, Do I say it or does he say it? And it was that exact dilemma that I was having. And, and you said, no, go ahead you know what it is, you know what it is. And I had to yell out, you're gay. And you said yes. And then we hugged and hugged and hugged in the middle of the street. And I yelled to people, my son is gay. It was honestly quite a sight to be seen. It was unlike anything. There were people walking by. Us. There were people walking by that you may take our photo in front of a random house. Because I wanted to remember the moment. Yeah. I mean, it was- Where is that picture? <laughs> I don't know. It's I lost on the phone that I turned in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. We have the memory at least. That's right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It was certainly something that wasn't planned. I think it was just it eventually just happened. I mean, it was well. It was time. It was time. You were twenty four. Yeah. You know. Um, I is think it's even crazy. To... I remember thinking twenty four. It felt really old, but now I think back, I'm like, 24 feels so young. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, people do it when they want to do it, but I remember feeling very old when I eventually did do it, and it was, like, such a burden that it had taken so long. But now looking back, I'm like, 24. Like, that seems pretty normal. Yeah. Well, you've always said on your podcast that when you got to college, and I think that's probably true for a lot of people you've interviewed, right, that – that's kind of when they find a little freedom to be who they truly are, not who they've, you know, kind well, of. Well, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a reset. I think especially for me, because when I got to school in Michigan, I mean, there were some people I knew from like my high school who went there, maybe like four, well, I don't know, maybe four or five people only from my high school in Illinois who went mm -hmm. to Michigan State. And then like, I didn't really know anybody. So it really was just like a whole reinvention of, myself and that wasn't even like a, a a cognizant choice that i made it just sort of happened i guess i mean you start yeah. it's like you're it's like a whole new chapter well it's a good time to do it right i think as long as oh, you're yeah. brave enough to do it then because i still think you're very young then and might be a little afraid to do that especially in a new environment could be you know, some might say it's easier because nobody knows you, but it could also be just as frightening because it's all so new and you are afraid of how people might re react to you. Because I think, it's, I think it's easier just because, I don't know, there's such a vibe. At least there was at State, and <laughs> I'm sure people who are not nice will laugh at this, but, like, there was this vibe of, like, being around, like – smart people and just like <laughs> okay you're not supposed to laugh um it just felt different it felt like a, a new environment and like it you could just sort of be and say whatever i don't even remember on it like it was freshman year 
I was, you know, I lived in a dorm that was co-ed, so it was, like, all boys on one side, all girls on the other side. And I remember just, like, one day, it's, like, became friends with, like, all these girls on the other side of the hall, obviously. And, uh, yeah, it's just, like, you know, you start, you know, in college, because I didn't, like, drink in high school ever, so, like, in college, you start sort of drinking. Oh, that warms my heart. You, well, what, when would I, well, I guess they're up, but when would I have, I don't know, like, I did theater. I mean, theater kids, I shouldn't say that, theater kids drank, but, like, I wasn't invited to those parties. <laughs> um, I was like in Alex Mormon's basement watching like stand-up <laughs> specials. So how did your roommates, did you tell your roommates freshman year that you were gay? I don't think so, no. I mean, I haven't talked to any of them since the day I moved out freshman year. I mean, I my freshman year I had, I lived it with, it was a uh, four-bed dorm, and but we only, we lucked out and only had two I only had two roommates. There were three of us in this four-person room for, like, the first semester, which was, you know, still <laughs> you're in a pretty close space. But, like, it's at least one yes. less person. But then do you remember what happened? This kid, Kevin, came. Yes. Who refused – like, he what he didn't shower. It was, like, again – He was a psycho. He was – Something was wrong. <laughs> he was crazy. He was crazy, crazy. I remember like, being on the phone with you and just telling you, do not – like aggravate him like don't spend time there i was so afraid because well, also... everything you said to me sounded like he was about to go off and do something crazy and i didn't want you to be there when it happened well and without being like too dark and morbid he we my freshman year at state was when the virginia tech shooting happened yeah and i remember sitting watching the news coverage with my roommates and like other people on the floor and the stuff that they were saying, they would, like, talk to people that knew the shooter. Mm -hmm. And we would look at each other. But, like, we would look at each other like, um. <laughs> he was, I remember that, too. I, I remember being very, very afraid. He was a weird guy. Yeah, but his whole thing was he had, he wore the same thing every day. He wore a white t-shirt and jeans. And he he had, like, he had no clothes. He had, like, three like white t-shirts hung up in his closet and Aww. he no i don't think it's an all like i don't <laughs> think it's an awe thing like he just was a weird so then he like did he go to class i don't remember i think so um he but yeah he like wouldn't he refused sh to shower and he smelled so bad like he smelled so bad and was you're he in your room or the other no it was it was well it, there were no wall like there was a wall that separated the two bunk beds but like he wasn't there weren't rooms like it was open air basically so like he and he it was so bad it got to the point where like we had to like force him to like take a shower it was really really bad he was disgusting it was Wonder whatever happened to kevin i know i think about that i, I don't know i mean he's I, I don't know. I would be shocked if he's alive, but I wish him the, I wish him the best. But anyway, I don't I don't think I really ever had the conversation with my roommates. We weren't really close. No. Like we didn't really hang out. We just sort of like lived. I mean, your story is different. You're still friends with the your like freshman year college roommates, right? Yeah, still travel with them. Still I talk. I talked to my college roommates probably well, one of them, I guess, in particular, um, every week. Yeah, it just wasn't my roommates. For I mean, most of my close college friends are girls, which um, isn't surprising, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I'm I'm still close with a, a bunch of people from college. But yeah, I don't. The coming up process in college is just sort of like that's just sort of who I was. But at. some people in high school knew as well, right? No, because you I, did the fake prom date. <laughs> What does that mean? Well, you went to the prom, but it wasn't really... I mean, didn't your date know? No, nobody knew. Oh, I thought it was all understood. I really no. did after. Oh, no, okay. I, no, I didn't know. I didn't come out to high school friends well, until... To anyone? I thought they knew. I thought Mike didn't know? No, I remember you, th I remember you asking me very specifically once if, like, Mike... My... Sorry, I'm burping. Um... I'm having a beer as we're sorry. Oh my god. Whatever. Say excuse me. Excuse me. Um 
I remember Mike, who was like one of my best friends in high school, was openly gay in high school. I remember you asking, right. and we used to hang out all the time, like have sleepovers and stuff. I remember you asking if well, like, you had your graduation party together at our house. <laughs> right, and yeah, but he never knew. I mean, he probably knew, but we never talked about it. Yeah, okay, that surprises me. I guess I thought maybe there was a select group. No, nobody knew. Cool. I didn't. No, I I only came out to high like. Like Mike and Alex, my two like close high yeah, school friends. I, I those are the known. those are the only ones I ever actually came out to, and that wasn't until uh, like junior year of college. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't see, know. I, it's funny because I've looked back, you know, and try to look back and think of the things I made you do that maybe I shouldn't have made you do. Like I felt what? like wait, like to... what? Go to church. No, going... No, going to that dance to the prom. You didn't, I thought. Did you I make me you go to that, prom? Well, I felt like maybe you did that to please me. Like, you know, aren't you taking someone to prom? And I can just imagine that I was asking those questions, and that I felt like, you know, did you even want to do that? Like, did you do it just to go, you know, save face or whatever term would make sense for that? But to um. You know, for appearances or whatever. I don't really remember. I kind of remember wanting to go to prom because I didn't go to any other dances in high school. And, like, by because, like, for most of high school, I, like, didn't have friends, really. And so then by senior year, I sort of had friends who were, like, doing prom stuff. But then, yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing. Like, I didn't go in Mike and Alex's group because I went with Aaron Adler, who was my cohort on Wildcat Weekly. <laughs> oh boy where i the school tv news i don't remember like i do i remember asking her actually i don't i don't know i don't know what she thought i'm not sure if she thought that like it was like a date i don't know i mean she's married and has like three kids now so god bless her but i yeah i don't know i don't know what she thought that that was i can't imagine she thought it was like a prom. did you have fun I could, I do not remember. Maybe. You looked good. I remember that. I remember we went the day after we spent the night at somebody's house, and then the day after we went to like Navy Pier, and that was our like post prom, which is also that's something I think about sometimes, which is crazy. Like, how old are you when you go to prom? Like seventeen or whatever. Yeah. I drove a car full of people like downtown. Oh, God. Isn't that crazy? Like, yes. A car full of people, like, through the streets of Chicago when I was, like, 17. I don't remember that. Like, that Were you seems... guys drinking when you were at the prom? No, I wasn't. Oh, good. I literally didn't have a drink until college. I mean, is that true? Yeah, I think so. Not, not, yeah, not like a drink drink. I've always said that, but I never really knew if it was true. You've always... When people ask, no, he did not. Not my son, no. No, I, I mean, I guess I... You know, I never saw any signs of the that you were doing that, but um, and now I'm a full blown alcoholic. No, well, yeah, no, I'm cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers, you said yes, cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, what, what advice would you have, if any, if if any, um, gay parents are listening to this or just, just people in general? I mean, like. You know, if you have somebody in your life who you think might be going through a, a, a questionable time or trying to figure out who they are, I mean, ultimately, are you happy with the way that you handled things? Yeah, I think I am. I think I think both your father and I did a good job and were very accepting. I, I think part of it was because I knew since you were eight and I was just waiting. You know what? I have to share something with you that I just read on this bottle of wine. <laughs> Oh, boy. It applies to what we're talking about. Let's hear it. On the very top, it says, her secret is patience. Oh, wow. Right? I think that applies to what we're talking about because I do think I was very patient in waiting for you to, you know, find that moment when you felt comfortable letting us know. I do agree. Um, I do agree. Yeah. And that was hard. I have to say it was, you know, that's why I talked to somebody about it. And I was like, for me, because I, I felt that you were gay and I just wanted you to be able to be free 
of that. And and free, I guess for me, that means being free to just be who you are and be open and honest with yourself and with everyone around you. And until you could do that, I couldn't see you being happy. And so that's why I was anxious for you to tell me and tell the world that that's what it was. So, um, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but you told me you didn't tell dad for like a week later. No, that's not true at all. It was two, it was, no, it was, it was either the next day or two days. Not the next day. It was, I know that. It was, it was at maximum, it was two days later. It seemed like a week. Well, Um, I'm sure it did. I told dad when he was taking out the trash. Yeah. I know. I remember that. But, um, isn't it funny that a wine bottle said that? Because it really is. I think it's true. And, you know, recently, what, about a year ago, we have a friend who who lives in Ohio who has a 16-year-old son, I believe, um, that wants to come out. Ohio. Yeah, in Ohio. And he wants (laughs) to. You said Iowa. What? what? You said Iowa. Oh, Ohio. Same difference. Um, but he wants to come out and he's in high school and he wants to let everybody know. And his parents are holding him back from doing that. Now, I think that's changed now. Um, my, but I my remember, influence, thank you. But I remember, you know, having kind of a heart to heart with her when we were together. They happened to be in town for business and, you know, kind of at breakfast, having a heart to heart that how wonderful it is that he feels so confident in who he is that he could do that and to i just remember being sad and frustrated for you that you weren't living your true self for all those years and i i can imagine that's difficult and i you know not being in that situation i didn't know what to do to help i didn't know what to say or um so i was just patient and i waited well i think that's one thing too it's like i maybe maybe i wasn't fully but i was getting there slowly i mean like all through i mean you know, every since I was 18, every new friend that I met knew, you know. But then that's you have a conversation. Do you like, I mean, I don't have to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Diane. I'm straight. Do you, yeah, not, yeah, I say, hey, I'm Daniel. I'm gay. That's what that's how it goes, actually. When you Is meet it really? someone, no, it's not. Oh, really. it doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it eventually just. I mean, I haven't made a new friend in a long time. <laughs> no, you don't need to when you've got good old friends. Well, yeah, but um, it eventually comes up. I don't know. I've gotten good, like, working it into conversation. Like, um, sometimes people are still surprised when I tell them, which is funny to me because, to me, it feels so obvious. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in college... I think people, the benefit of, of going through that coming out process in college is the idea that I think a lot of people get to a big university and are like looking to meet different people and, and expand mm-hmm. their cultural landscape and, and meeting, you know, somebody who's different is exciting if you're lucky. Um, so I was always pretty fortunate there. I mean, it's, 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 but still, I mean, it's never, you never know what you're going to get. I'm very lucky now because, you know, we both live in California now. I'm in LA and like, it's, it's just, I've, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last time I really like felt discriminated against here, which is such a privileged thing to say. But if you do like whenever I'm back in Michigan and I love, I love being in Michigan and I think it's, uh, we'll see, hopefully come November, a, a, a pretty blue progressive state generally, but it depends where you go and you forget sometimes when you're out in public that like not everybody is, is cool with it. Like it's, you're, I'm very privileged to be where I am now where like, you know, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's very accepted here. I, I'm even wondering when you were at Michigan, how accepted was it there? Like, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. I was always careful about who I told. I mean, I, it, you know, it's, you know, being on the sports podcast, obviously, like I was always really nervous because I worked for the athletic department for three years. I was nervous about people knowing I was like kind of I held it close to the vest there. Like I had friends 
I had like student friends who I worked with who knew, but I was always scared of like my bosses knowing or like the other like male student employees knowing, especially just working in sports. It's such a strange field and such a strange place, especially, I don't know, things were really different 10 years ago, you know? Right. Yeah. Things have changed dramatically. I mean, dramatically. Right. I mean, just in commercials on TV, the acceptance of, you know, showing same sex couples and, and you um, turn all those ones off as soon as they come on. No, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I was... <laughs> no, but I, I, I look at it as, um, it really encourages me for, you know, the young kids that are coming up where it's not going to be unusual for them to see that. And it's, it's not, they're not going to think there's anything wrong. And I just, how beautiful that is that, these yeah. young kids are going to come up with so much more of an accept, so much more of an accepting attitude um, of everyone and every situation, and uh, you know, I I think it's wonderful, and um, you know, I wish that you would have grown up in that same kind of feeling for for yourself. I mean, I think you've turned yeah. out great, but I think you know, um, you know, it would have been different, right? I guess if you felt from the moment you thought you were gay that you could have been your true self yeah i don't know i mean i think it's it's i i uh, i I don't know coming out now seems i i I do think it's 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 i don't want to say easier but i think that there's a little bit more acceptance now and i think that's great but i think social media just plays such a strange role i mean i didn't have any of that when i was in high school thank god it would have been so much more difficult i think but um yeah, I mean, I think we're getting to a point now where, you know, like you said, like 16-year-olds want to come out in high school. I think that's great. Right. I, mean, I knew I knew kids who were, like, out in high school, and but I, like, could never have even imagined that, you know? And I think it was probably very difficult for them. But I think, yeah, I think we are getting to a point where it it's, feels a little bit more accepting, hopefully, and people are, are able to live their true lives. And I think, you know the more sort of impactful role models that we can have. I mean, I look at like, you know, Dwayne Wade, all the great stuff he's doing with his daughter who, you know, is, has come out as trans and, you know, he and Gabrielle union are supporting her in such an amazing way. It's like to have those sort of icons to look at is, uh, is huge. So, yeah, I mean, I I just hope that things keep turning in that way because I, 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 it's never going to be easy. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever get to a place where, it's not something that people have to be worried or scared about, certainly in more remote sort of rural conservative areas. It's never going to be easy, but you know, you hope that maybe not, maybe, maybe it will all change. I don't know. Well, I just, I don't know about that. I, I guess I can agree that there are certain areas of the country that are never going to be as open-minded. And I do think that you're very fortunate to live where we do now, even, even though we drug you out here from Michigan but, um, you know, I mean, look how much fun, you know, we have. We go to Gay Pride, you know, Pride Week. We go to West Hollywood. <laughs> you know, we get to enjoy all the craziness of the community. And, um, you know, I just love all of it. So, and I think what you're doing with your podcast is oh. wonderful because I think just like that 16-year-old kid, you know, that, wanted to come out there are 16 year olds that are afraid to come out and younger kids that are afraid to come out but maybe maybe hearing you know your podcast and the guests that you have on and what they've come through and uh paths they've taken that maybe you know you can enlighten them that it's going to be okay too and i admire and very proud that of the work that you're doing uh towards that so thanks mom you're welcome honey what is, do you have a, a really embarrassing <laughs> memory of me from, I mean, I'm, I know you do, but what is the oh best? God. Wish you would have prepared me for that one. Um, embarrassing memory of you. I mean, there have to be so many. Can you think of one? I can't really think yes, of one. Yes, I think about them every day when I wake up. No, I can't. Now, your brother, that's another story. No. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Um, That's embarrassing for another. He's just a, he's just a weirdo. No, he's not. 
Um, but he was the one that would make us like a scene in the store more. Right? That's kind of what I go to. But um, do you remember? Do you remember when I quit baseball? <laughs> I wasn't. That wasn't an embarrassing moment. But I it's kind of funny. I it's it's sort of funny. Well, it wasn't. I I, I think I felt bad for the coach because he had taken a spot, or you know, all the political aspects of it but oh, the politics of the politics that, of yeah. sixth grade baseball well you know the draft and the whole thing and sure uh, but he was a the, monster he was terrible yeah he was mean but i to distinctly me. remember that day and uh we pulled up to wagon wheel baseball uh park and you did not want to get out of the car and I was <laughs> insisting daniel we're here you're you're on this team you're going you're going and there was something about the way you said something or the way you were just insistent that you weren't going to go. And I just went, okay, let's go home. And we did. And I, I felt good about that that day because I knew you tried. You got in that car and you got to that parking lot, but you just couldn't do it. And, you know, at that moment, I was your mom, not your, you know, <laughs> not the mean mom I was your loving mom and said okay let's just go home and that was probably a good decision <laughs> that day well I think uh, that's when things start to turn for like you know just a person I, I remember just like not feeling because I was like a good baseball like yeah my whole athletic history is like I was a pretty I don't, I don't know I was a pretty good well, I you were always I a, you were athletic you were always one of the bigger kids so you know the but thing I was... that being bigger, though, everyone always expected more of you because you were bigger. You're supposed to be able to hit it, you know, harder and stronger and farther. And um, but you were, you were a good athlete. So, but I, w- I remember, yeah, like I remember being good. I mean, basketball was my best sport, but just because I was yep. tall. Oh. But I remember I like went to, and I think I've probably told this story in the podcast before. But I remember going to like summer camp at the high school before yeah. freshman year to like essentially get ready for tryouts for basketball. And I remember just like thinking to myself, like these people are like care about this so much more than me. Like I had always been that sort of one of those moments where I felt like I was just like the dance. That's one of those moments where I felt like I was making you do something you didn't want to do, but you were doing it to please us specifically i remember that yeah i mean at that point probably like i mean i always enjoyed basketball i liked it but i think i liked it because i was just naturally good at it and like dad was my coach and i was tall and it was always the tallest and it was fun yeah but then you know like on all-star teams and all this stuff and i really i did enjoy it it was fun but then like you get to high school and i think that's when you have to decide like do i want to work hard at this or do i just like this because i'm kind of naturally gifted at it in a i mean as 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 naturally gifted as an eighth grader can be i just realized that i didn't have the work ethic to like want to like compete with people yeah, I was just make like, the team more than anything no i was like <laughs> i don't care i just want to go home like this is <laughs> this is not for me and that's sort of like when it changed then i we moved in the middle of my freshman year and as i remember it and this might not necessarily be completely accurate but i remember when we got to my new high school i remember thinking about basketball tryouts and i remember like missing them i think if that's right, oh. like in the in the move, I think I missed basketball. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I, but that could be completely wrong. I have no idea. But that, you never voiced that, so I don't know. But um, I kind of like that because <laughs> I always felt like you went just to please us, like I said. And um, well, not necessarily. I mean, it it was. I enjoy, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed doing it, but it was just like, you get to a point where you have to realize that, like, you care more about other things, and so, what, speaking of, so what, so then I got into, you know, theater and all of that good stuff, what, what, uh, what is your favorite memory from my high school theater career? My favorite memory, well, I got, I think I have two, um, the first one, and I'm so bad with the names of the plays, and please don't get mad at me. 
Um, the one you had the lead and you were on the, that staircase and your pants fell off. Okay, did not have the lead. That was an ensemble. Oh, an ensemble. So, but it's called, no it's called noises. Noises off. off. And remember when your pants fell off? Like that I, cracked sure. me up. Yeah. Um, good, good and the you. other one was, um, I think, it was Damn Yankees when you came out as the, um, was it the cop? Um, and you were just yes, yes. Yeah, and I had not made it to any of those rehearsals. And when you came out, you I never, thought, you never made it to any. Well, actually, I should. I didn't like going to rehearsals because no, I like being. No parents and, no, came liked, to rehearsals, did they? I know, but I liked just coming to the opening day because it was all new and fresh. And that's what everybody know. did. Yeah, and but when I saw you, I come never out, came to the rehearsals. But I, I think you heard me laughing on stage because I was busting a gut. Nobody else at moments when nobody else was laughing, I was still laughing because I just thought you were absolutely hysterical and I just loved it. I loved every moment of the plays. They were just No, they were all so good. I mean, you were very fortunate also to be in a school that had phenomenal I was. Uh, theater yeah. programs. So, um, you had flying monkeys in uh, your class. We did, yeah. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I loved all of that and it was, you know, such hard work and time you guys put in. It was, they were wonderful. Well, but those are my two favorite memories the pants and the when you came out as a cop. And I don't know why that was so funny, but what it, it was just your face and your expressions were just, I couldn't stand it. I was dying. Yeah, I'm a comedic genius. Oh, that's right. Um, okay, so I want to wrap it up here. I, the, the final question I do want to ask you is this oh, Okay. Do you wish I was straight? absolutely not no you are who you are and you know i mean to be honest i can't even imagine okay <laughs> not... careful no but i mean no but i, I you know you are who you are i, I just never well, really you already have a straight you already have a straight zone so you have the best of both worlds hannah montana that's right that's right well i you know i i have to say i i, I you know hearing about the mortgage broker hearing about all this <laughs> Stuff a story that I don't think I've ever heard, and it's really enlightening to hear live on air. Uh, is is really interesting, but I, I I do I have to say I mean you have been uh, the most perfect mother I, I could ever imagine uh, anybody being, and I think you're a model of what um, you know it means to be a supportive ally and you know you come to pride every year and you support everything Ooh, i got and... my outfit picked out for this year oh, god i know i haven't seen it yet but i've heard about it <laughs> um but you know uh i uh I, I thank you for all of your support and i love you for being um the uh the mother and friend that you have become you are uh you're an icon in in the uh, in the gay community <laughs> well, thank you, Daniel. I'm very proud to call you my son, and I enjoy all the times that we spend together. I especially like Pride. I think it is um, just a crazy fun time, but I enjoy all the stuff we do together. We love cooking together, going to theater together, to um, concerts together, and um, I feel very lucky to have you in my life. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I'm I'm not used to doing this uh, this sign off. I usually do this after the guest is wrapped up. But since you're here, we're gonna we're gonna do it together. You're gonna have to help uh -oh. me. You're gonna have to say goodbye at the same. Well, not the same time, but you're gonna have to help me say goodbye. So, uh, okay. everybody, thank you for listening to uh, to same team. A very special episode with the legend herself, <laughs> Diane Trainer. Uh, so here you go. Let's see if we can do this on the fly. Uh, for same team, this is Daniel Trainer signing off with my lovely guest, Diane. Say goodbye. Goodbye. There, there you go. Until next time, same team signing off. Bye.